The Last Word with Matt Cooper. So, two guests with us on the next item. In a moment, we'll talk to Killian Woods from the Business Post. But first, John O'Sullivan, as Chair of the Practice and Policy Committee at the Society of Chartered Surveyors Ireland. You have done a survey of house prices throughout the country. So tell us, where would a Garda and nurse as a couple be able to afford to buy a first-time home, a three-bedroom home? Evening, Matt. Yes. Well, this this is a sample couple. We've been, well, our, our report is, is, is 41 years old now, this uh, report we're doing the residential property market. But um, the last few years, we've actually been tracking uh, a sample couple. Uh, they're a nurse and a guard. They've got 10 years experience, uh, or 10 years working experience, and they earn a combined uh, gross salary of 89000 per annum. So, We've been tracking them now for a few years and we've been slowly watching them slip away from being able to purchase a home, um, certainly in the greater Dublin area. Um, and the greater Dublin area is Meath, uh, Wicklow, um, Kildare and Dublin. So if you look, for instance, in that area, at uh, greater Dublin area, the average price of a new three-bedroom semi-detached home is just under 465000 so assuming their salary of 89,000 and four times their salary, which is what they're allowed to purchase as first-time buyers or borrowers first-time buyers, they have a shortfall of almost 62,000 from being able to purchase their home. Um, now, where can they buy? Um, you know, interestingly, so, so, so Dublin and the greater Dublin area is out of reach. Galway is also out of reach by 22,000. On, on, on that calculation. But there's other areas, for instance, Cork, which is your own county, uh, the average price of a uh, new three-bedroom semi-detached home is 383000 and they would be, uh, they'd have uh, just, over, they'd be able to purchase and they'd have uh, 11000 spare uh, in the bank uh, after, after a purchase there from, you know, maximum purchase uh, of that. So the rural areas, northwest, northeast, Midlands and southeast are still affordable, but it does illustrate that Dublin in particular um, and the, the counties around it are becoming unaffordable for that particular couple. Yeah, funnily enough, every time I ask relevant ministers about the idea of a Dublin allowance to make up for something like this, they immediately run a mile from it. But Cash, Killian Woods, can I just bring you in here from the Business Post? Would that Garda and Nurse uh, benefit from any other state supports to allow them top up to try and bridge the gap? Well, yeah, that, that's a good point, Matt, and that, that's exactly where the, the government would say they are stepping into the breach there to, to fulfil that gap, is there is multiple, a few different state schemes that they could get access to in, in Dublin or any city to try and, because those bridge the gap between what they can can afford three and a half times, four times their their average, their, their salary up to what a property price is. So there's a shared equity scheme where essentially like the government will take a will at 30%, up to a 30% stake in the property. Again, that's at 100, close to 150,000 euro really on what the prices people are paying now stake in, in the house. Or they will, there's also schemes like the Creek Hunter scheme where the Whereas government are giving developers, but also I suppose the the actual end purchaser up to one hundred fifty thousand um, to bridge the gap between what they can afford to what the apartment price actually costs. So, government I suppose are in a in a, a bit of a scrap at the moment over whether they are pro bringing house prices down. They don't need to be pro bringing house prices down because they're essentially propping up the market by giving this extra price to buyers so they don't have to drop house prices. And back to you, John O'Sullivan, and other things in this report that you've put together. You're suggesting that many of the people you surveyed believe that we may have hit peak prices for the time being at least. Why is that? 
Yeah, I mean, I think to be to be fair, like this. Sorry, I mean, if you talk about peak prices, um, our members are predicting uh, property prices to increase by one percent this year. And twelve months ago, Matthew and I, I was on explaining our, our report from last year, and at the point then we were saying two percent. Uh, we'd be predicting two percent in twenty twenty three, whereas one percent now in twenty twenty four, and the actual figures for twenty twenty three were two point three percent. So, you know, and I think it's a, if property prices peak, it is a good news for buyers who are trying to purchase a home. The biggest issue, though, is supply. And, you know, we need more property on the market, whether that is secondhand homes or new, new builds. And, you know, three quarters of our members are saying that supply is inadequate to meet the current demand. Okay, and if there was to be increased supply, could it even bring prices down? Uh, or is there... Are the costs at the moment of building houses and apartments such that we wouldn't see a drop in the asking prices for new properties? Well, certainly when you look at the price of, I mean, again, an, an, another society charts the various Ireland uh, report, which is the real cost of new housing delivery, which was we, we brought out just before Christmas. Again, looking at the cost of delivering property, uh, new homes in Dublin, I think it costs 461000 to produce a new three-bed semi. Um, and uh, now in different parts of the country, it's, it's, it's differing costs. So, yes, I mean, there, there is one side on supply and that obviously the basic economics of it. But, you know, if you, if you can't sell them for what it costs to produce them, well, you can't produce them. And, and that's a big issue. So, Killian Woods, what would your assessment of the possibility of bringing house prices down be, given that we still seem to have an excess of demand oversupply and given the costs that might be beyond government intervention to bring down? Well, I think that's what I suppose hasn't been exactly clear from what has been proposed by Sinn Féin, who have proposed bringing the, the average price of a house down to 300,000. I suppose the prospects would all lie in, in I suppose, what the SCSI is doing great work breaking down exactly where the money uh, goes when they're build, building houses and delving into where what could be scrapped, whether that's that, whether that's, you know, give it, giving uh, ease, well, I suppose giving more of a break on levies, on I, I, I mean, what could be as strict as cutting out or reducing what that margin developers could make that would be a very very controversial one or maybe hopefully making it finance fees lower for developers and um, I think that's where they'll have to get into the, the, the weeds of really seeing like there's a great pie chart again in all the SCSI reports that show exactly where the delivery costs go and they'll have to pick a few of those and say we're going to try and eliminate those and they have very few levers they can pull to really scrap those costs. Killian, you also have an interesting report on the Business Post website today about the number of empty homes that we have in Ireland. Tell us a number and how this is actually calculated. So yeah, that's a, a separate report done by the Geo Directory, which are uh, their wing of Unpost, like their intelligence arm is the words they've described themselves. And what they've come up with is, and this is just vacant residential properties, it comes in at 81,449 in, in the country, and that's uh, roughly a vacancy rate of 3.9%, that has gone down 0.1% year on year, so a very marginal reduction. So the way it's calculated is by looking at address points through the air code system, and which are which basically which are, which are vacant and that doesn't include the 20,780 derelict properties which are also in the country um, again a very uh, 1% of those overall vacant properties specifically are in Dublin 1% of those in Dublin 1.1% Kildare whereas there's much larger levels of vacancy seen like Limerick where it's 12% and Mayo 10.7% 
So that's interesting. Now, there is a distinction, is there, between dereliction and vacancy and that derelict is uninhabitable, but these vacant houses could actually be used, could they? Exactly, and that that's the distinction where you were looking at something about the difference, an easy different differentiation between vacancy and derelict would be a derelict would have just no roof on it or is a require significant up um, cost to actually bring it back into use, whereas vacant is seen as properties either stuck in fair and you know suppose stuck in stuck in issues with fair deal and then selling them on properties that are just being left vacant or the, or that the properties are the owner is, is is not in the country and this is as vacant at the time the report is taken, but still even even for some of those outliers and what what is designated vacant to still come out with a number of 81,000 plus is extremely high and, and it would go against what the government is saying that it's a small number that couldn't necessarily solve the housing crisis it couldn't solve the housing crisis but getting even a portion of those back into use would make a huge difference to the supply of the market And John O'Sullivan to finish with you from the Society of Chartered Surveyors Ireland how possible is that? How much of a potential is there for easing the overall burden by restoring derelict houses and by making people use the vacant Houses. Yeah, well, look, I mean, we've always said supply is the, is, is, is the solution here and anything which helps that will, will help the housing crisis. And um, and there are, to be, to be fair, there have been various grants in the past um, to bring about. I mean, I mean there's been very, various different out there and everything has to be looked at. Thank you very much, John O'Sullivan from the Society of Chartered Surveyors Ireland and Killian Woods from the Business Post. The Last Word with Matt Cooper. Weekdays from 4.30. Today FM.